The Candyman. And tonight, you're in for a special treat. We're going to be uh, cooling down this nice 70 degree San Francisco weather with some cool jazz, taking some call ins here, getting uh, geared up for the comedy battle after the show, which is going to be hosted by somebody new today because our very own Pam Benjamin is in Athens right now. Sitting back on a beach. I'm sure there's a beach somewhere. Maybe in the imagination. Yeah. We're going to be going to this uh, happy hour uh, show at uh, Amato's here. Our very own Brennan gets down on the piano. We're going to give away a free drink at Amato's for tonight taking calls the whole time. It's 415-550-0511. The open mics are hot. Going again. Farmer's Markets. We've got the Alas Cafe uh, tomorrow. It's going to be hosted by Josh Kasky. Very exciting weekend ahead of us. Sunk Lightning. That is my Candyman theme. And the band shells have been going off. They seem to be every Wednesday and Friday, actually, right now. Just kicking off the band shell for Friday. Uh, That's 47 on Wednesdays and Fridays. If you have not gone yet, you should check it out. No outside lands is this week. Uh, some fun shows tonight uh, bottom of the hill and uh knockout i really just can't tell i can't decide which one i want to go to but for certainly going to be at the happy hour at amato's uh with brennan gets down on the piano and potentially um going to ben vicini's show at the makeout room ran into ben at the hotel utah open mic Funny guy. What a character. A lot of charisma out there. So, um, we're going to kick off the uh, the weekend and the show with some uh, some cool jazz. We'll play some of the bands that are going to be playing uh, tonight as well over the weekend. And, gosh, I wonder what Pam Benjamin... I wonder if Pam Benjamin is potentially listening into this show right now from the other side of the world, so... And we can get her to call in. Definitely knows the number by heart by now, I'm sure. We got a little Bay Area cool jazz for you coming at you. As the band shell kicks off. And heats up and it cools down simultaneously. 
Oh yeah. The Tamale Lady song was rated the song of the week by Trixie Rasputin Productions. The um, Salesforce Park today was really fun. We had a 90s, there was a 90s cover band that was there. Stay tuned.
420 out there. Taking calls, 415-550-0511. Getting geared up for the comedy battle. And the Brendan Getz happy hour at Amato's. Ooh, chilling.
cool jazz for you. Start off your weekend here. We're playing some of these bands that are going to be out playing tonight and this weekend. Here shortly. Got a little fatty cakes for you. They're going to be playing at the bottom of the hill tonight. Speed it up.
Fatty Cakes and the Puff Pastries. They're going to be uh, at Bottom of the Hill. There are still tickets available. There's going to be some other fun bands on that list, too. And, um, yeah, we'll coming back to that, we're going to go to the uh, the knockout here. Having some uh, live tunes at the knockout tonight. Getting geared up for the comedy battle here after the show and uh, Amato's happy hour with Brenda Getz on the piano. Very great. Try it again. Jeff there. He's going to be at the uh, the knockout with another uh, fun uh, lineup there. So depending on what you're in the mood for, some high energy music or some chilling out music or some happy hour music. There's basically every type of music out there. The buskers are coming back here. Having a busker coming in. And I was going to play a, a track, actually, um, somebody who I met that was here maybe only for three or four weeks. It's part of this uh, skater thing. It was kind of cool. little skater thing is so cool. I guess I was more of a BMXer growing up. 
as a kid. We're going to be playing this uh, lo-fi track. Dear Francis, this is a lo-fi track recorded here by an artist named Sam and some other collaborators. We'll talk about it a little bit more. a lo-fi track but underground community radio got this other band that actually had messaged me a little bit earlier inquiring about tiki desk concerts and uh playing a set there actually i haven't even heard this but it'd be fun i'm not sure where they're from people all over the world huh this band is called the sunny side 
Interesting. Blast it for you. That is the Sunnyside Five, and that is the first time they heard them. They sound like an instrumental band. I was expecting somebody to be screaming their head off during the set. That was actually refreshing. There was another couple bands that uh, came through, the same thing. They're like high energy or maybe not high energy, but not low energy, like mid-energy rock band, um, just instrumental. A lot of fun. So we are going to be playing the track, and we're going to make this a tradition. This is the Trixie Rasputin um, Song of the Week. And it's a great honor because uh, this song was written right here at Mutiny Radio, 21st and Florida. 
and uh, it's recorded by somebody met in organic art scene here. And uh, so we're going to blast this here. Fun. Trixie Rasputin's Song of the Week. You know where you heard it first here. That is the Trixie Rasputin Song of the Week. This you heard it. You know, you heard it first. We're going to start doing the Songs of the Week. It's an extreme honor. And uh, we are going to be playing one of these other fun bands, local bands. It's going to be uh, playing at Bottom of the Hill tonight. Um, and, yeah. Some uh, slop rock for you. Some local slop rock coming at you. Enjoy. I had a drink. And then you showed up. You were so nice. Didn't want to get drunk. There's a war in my head. Yeah. 
Buzz Lightyear, catch him at bottom of the hill tonight with the, the fatty cakes and the puff pastries. That is tonight at bottom of the hill. A lot going on. Getting geared up for the comedy battle here after the show and a happy hour at Amato's uh, with Brandon Gets Down on the piano. It's going to be really fun. Playing in the mezzanine, that is something they're doing now on Fridays and Sundays. Check it out. I never actually seen music played in the mezzanine at Amato's until just last Sunday. What a nice day to wind down the weekend. It's great. People are friendly. A nice neighborhood bar. And, um, yeah, lots of uh, open mics uh, coming back. And we're doing a, a last cafe tomorrow, right? Yeah. That's going to be fun. Josh Kosky. Themselves is here, and Josh is going to be doing that. He's also going to be part of this comedy battle coming up here. Nice shirt. <laughs> yeah, so this comedy festival in uh, October, that's going to be great. We're going to, uh, now that we got that officially sorted out with the city, we're going to be turning this into a block party here, the final finale. I don't know if Pam told you that. He's probably sitting back in Athens with a cold one right now. <laughs> going to happen. Um, yeah, so... Lots of uh, open mics uh, coming about here, and I'm going to play some cool jazz for you, and we'll come back to it. A little bit of that cool Bay Area jazz. Getting the weekend going here. Mutiny Radio FM. Donate to Mutiny Radio. Thank you. 
little cool jazz for you. It is 5 o'clock in about 15 seconds. And we're going to be talking about this um, this solar van uh, production that they're doing out in uh, Emeryville. And uh, there's quite a list. It's an outdoor show. It's in, um, I guess it's technically Berkeley, uh, but it's on the borderline. It's right there. And uh, got a cool lineup. We've got XOX, the Hellas, local bylaws, elegant trash. They leave the uh, person who uh, hosts uh, the event. Look at that. Uh, Chelsea and Keith from Bite. It's a free show. Solar Van Saturdays. And uh, there was a band that I seen recently that um, that played at this uh, event, which is being hosted every Saturday. Very cool. Um, called Sparkle Plenty. So I'd seen them band recently, and they play there, and they rocked. Blast this. This is uh, called Worn Out. These music videos are cool, too. You should check it out. Sparkle Plenty. Live. Mutiny. Radio. FM.
That is Sparkle Plenty Mutiny Radio. And yeah, well, they rock pretty hard. They're pretty fun. Really fun band. Whew. And getting geared up for the comedy battle here. Uh, the Amato's Happy Hour, Piano in the Mezzanine. Um, bottom of the Hill and Knockout later. Um, there's a Slate open mic as well, which is fun. And we are going to be playing a little someone that came through here, through Tiki Desk here. At Standing beside us, you have to let her go. When the world sleeps, you'll drink with your pencil. Let everybody know.
That is Bromp here, Muni Radio FM. Little wicked pricks from him coming at you.
Wicked Pricks here on Mutiny Radio, sitting back here in the box with Josh Kosky, multi-talented Wheel of Fortune extraordinaire. Oh, yeah. And uh, you actually were on Wheel of Fortune, which was one of my grandmother's dreams. (laughs) (laughs) And you won a trip. I mean, you won a trip to Hawaii, which you're finally going to be able to cash in on. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm psyched going in a couple of weeks and... uh, it, I was saying it's, it's funny because I, I went to so I won a trip to Maui uh, and a few months before the Wheel of Fortune thing we went to Maui and it was absolutely pouring and we were like sneaking into these resorts <laughs> to just use the pool or so we could do something and then I won this and now we actually get to stay at the same resort that we were sneaking into so works out well yeah when does that ever happen that's a kid's <laughs> dream I think to be on one of these game shows oh yeah yeah it was fun. my uh so I was on. My mom was actually on a. Do you remember twenty five thousand dollar pyramid? No. Was, so it was. Gosh. It's. I mean, they still have it. It's more money now. But it was a show like. There was like two people, and one person would be like, um, "You're like trying to make them guess the words." So you're like, "It's uh something you put on your foot. It's uh something that goes under a shoe." And you'd be like, "A sock," and you know, and then you get the point. So she, she won like like five or six games of it. Um, she, I think she finally lost on some like weird technicality thing. Um, but yeah, so it's, uh, it's now officially a family bloodline streak. Yeah. So my mom actually, she got on uh Jenny Jones. Did you ever watch Jenny Jones? No. Yeah. So it's like a, you know, reality TV show. <laughs> um, it was aired for like 12 years. And so Jenny Jones with it is, and when my mom was on the show, she was a guy, she was a man for a day. <laughs> so she dressed up as a man and, you know, went to the men's stall, you know, and pretend like she was, you know, using the urinal and stuff. It's was weird. it like a prank show or? Um, so this, I don't believe it's a prank show. What it was, it was, um, it was basically trying to figure out like what it would be like to be a man for oh, one day. Okay. And she kind of looked she was a good looking guy. <laughs> it was kind of funny. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was funny. I remember I was, a, you know, it was one of those things and with wheel of fortune, I'm sure it was similar. Like you applied, right? Yeah. I applied, sent them a one minute video. They got back to me, auditioned. Uh, they got back to me like within the week saying I was on it. And then it was radio silence for a year. And then they were like, Oh yeah. In two weeks you have to come down to LA. So I, I, there was a point where I was just like, oh yeah, they, there's no way I'm actually getting on because it had been a year already and I figured they forgot about it. Wow. That is cool. Yeah. I remember going to Price is Right, you know, it was Bob Barker's last year to go check it out. I, I just can't imagine being on the show though. I mean, did you get it kind of stage, stage fright when you were up there or? Not really. So they do a really good job of you get there at like six or seven in the morning and they film like uh, six shows, six or seven shows per day. Um, so you get there in the morning and you're you know nervous as hell, but they you spend like four or five hours like getting ready and going through the rules and doing like practice rounds and stuff. So by the time you're on there, you're like anxious, but you're not you're not super nervous. Yeah. So they, they like totally make up to you out and, and everything. Yeah, they awesome. they prep you and they like they really like bury it into your skull like these are the rules don't look like an idiot up there and you know call the same letter twice or do that stuff and it still happens but they uh, they try their best to make people not look dumb. <laughs> I've definitely seen that maybe a couple times I forget you know who or what the puzzle was <laughs> but it's like 
it's so obvious you know what it is and they say the wrong thing and you're like oh no that was when i was going on that was like my my goals were like obviously to win and stuff but also like i didn't want to become a meme like a, a few weeks before i went there was this thing where it was like a a feather in my cap and the the C and the P and cap weren't there so it was like a feather in my blank and it took them like 10 tries and nobody got it and like everyone looked stupid so I was just like I don't want to be a meme I don't want to look like an idiot because like, it's it all it takes is one slip up and then you're famous for the wrong reasons yeah there was this um this meme and it was back in the you know 45th president days uh and it was uh something where it was a wheel of fortune and the puzzle like it had said it was uh chasing pelicans but then it had the 45th saying catching mexicans (laughs) (laughs) can you imagine saying something like that oh no (laughs) no i was getting sent all of those like the the south park one of like the it was like Naggers, but it was like one letter wasn't there, and it was like, a, ooh, should I say it? I want to win. But so I was just like, okay, I cannot, I cannot say anything horrible. <laughs> like there's a, there's one where I was doing just practice stuff on the game with them. Was like, you know, the Dick Van Dyke show, and I'm just like, I, I don't even know if I'm allowed to guess that or not. Yeah. So I mean, you at one point had the million dollar yeah, thing in your hand. Yeah. I, uh, I so I got to the final puzzle with the opportunity to win a million dollars. So the way it works is you have to, to win a million, you have to spin the million, win the game, uh, sorry, spin the million, win the puzzle that you spun the million on, uh, then you have to win the game without getting a single bankrupt for the rest of the game, and then once you're on the final round, you spin again, and then you have like a one in 30 chance of hitting that million, and then you have to solve that puzzle. So it's like, I got, I got all the way up to, I would have had to spin it and guess it. I, I ended up not spinning the million, thank God, because I didn't get the final puzzle. Oh, yeah. I mean, I... It would have been brutal if I, like, missed it and then they showed the million. I, it would have been rough. Yeah, so th- um, that final puzzle, did it stick in your head? It... And that, yeah, it's still, like, I still, I mean, like, to be that far is so damn cool. You no, know? I was, like, I was I was happy, and, like, I'm I'm happy with how I played and everything, but it's definitely one of those things where it's, like, you wake up in the middle of the night, and you're, like, quite ambitious. I should, like, I had no chance at it. I had no layers to work on, but it's still, like, oh, if, if I got it. And then you see, like, other people go, and they have super easy bonus puzzles, and you're just, like. <laughs> so do you remember what it was? Yeah, quite ambitious. That's a fucking impossible. Yeah. If you don't have the right letters yeah. for that, I only there's no got, way. So they give you R S T L N E, and then um, of the letters, I guess I got like the O in ambitious, but no other help. And it was just like, okay, I have no shot. Yeah, at this. you would have never. I mean, you wouldn't have ever gotten that. Yeah. I, if you did get it, they probably were like, okay. It would have no. It would have been insane. Like, yeah. But there's there's no chance. I was guessing like I think I mumbled for like five seconds, and I just started like throwing out anything that would fit. It just wasn't close. <laughs> Pat Sajak. I think um, that is the only, I want to say only, but I really think that's one of the very the other jobs that I would do other than... Game show? It's not yeah. bad. You get paid like, what, 10 mil or something to work a couple months out of the year, and most of that work is traveling. Because like they, they film, I think they film for like, you know, eight weeks out of the year. And then for the shows, because they're doing six or seven a day, 
And then they do a lot of like, they'll go to like Argentina and do the Argentinian Wheel of Fortune with them and do stuff like that. But it's not a bad gig. Yeah. I mean, Vanna White, wow. What a huge um, part of uh, American culture, I think, you know. I mean, I remember that's when I felt like I was home when the Wheel of Fortune came on. Well, first Jeopardy, right? And then yeah. Wheel of Fortune after that, I remember, you know, that was my grandparents' place. Every time I heard that, I was like, oh, yeah. shit, I don't have anything to worry about. <laughs> I did not even try for Jeopardy. I'm, I'm not I'm not smart enough for that. Wheel of Fortune is that perfect, like, you don't have to be that smart. You just need to kind of, like, know the English language. So it was, like, right in my alley. <sighs> yeah. I um I don't think I've ever seen, um, obviously, I know that there's some people that have won. There's got to be someone that's won a million, right? Uh, but very rare. Four total people. I I was looking all like I was obsessed for a while. Like I was I was playing the game every day and researching stuff. So it's been three normal people have won it, and then somebody won it on like Celebrity Wheel of Fortune, and it was donated. But um, yeah, it was it was crazy. Like I was joking about winning it before, and then like I got to the end with an actual chance. I was just like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. It might have been an. I mean, I feel like for me at least, it would be an outer body experience. I'm like, holy shit. I mean, you're you're like you're laser focused when you're up there, and as soon as you're done, you feel like you blacked out, and you're like that, that doesn't feel like it really just happened. Uh, one of the guys I was on with actually won the the hundred grand, and like we were all psyched for him, but it was like this it, is really cool. Like you see someone is just like immediately there, you know, even with all the tax and stuff, their immediate future is pretty drastically changed. Yeah, they got to probably pay a bunch of taxes on that, but yeah, you dude, I. All told, I think, so, like, the trip will be free, and I think I'll have zero dollars, because, like, so in total, it was, like, like 6000 in cash and 7500 of the trip, so they tax, like, 40% on both, so the money I won is going to pay the tax on the trip, but I don't think I'm going to have any money left over. So, I mean, free <laughs> trip, I can't complain. Like, I'm, I'm happy with it. That is the name of the game. <laughs> it's IRS is the one true winner of Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. And the and the lotteries, the someone won like one and a half billion or something, and the IRS gets like five hundred million of it. Yeah, it, it's interesting, you know. I know um, somebody I'm, you know, pretty close with um, that sold their house for two point three million. Not bad. And um, San Ramon. Yeah. Makes so a lot of sense. Yeah. So I had uh, I'd seen this, uh, or I heard I heard about. It. I was like, oh wow. And then, um, you know, we had this last hurrah, you know, before they oh, left yeah. the house. And the look, and you know, when they said, you know, we paid a lot of taxes in it. And you could see the look on their face. and looked like they just got their manhood or womanhood taken from them. It was just like, if a $2.3 million house, if they take 40% of a yeah. Wheel of Fortune thing, I'm just trying to think of how much they... Take from that. I mean, like, think about it. even if you if you owned like eight hundred acres of land, and you sold it for ten million dollars, after taxes, you'll have six million dollars. Uh, and with six million bucks, I mean, that's a good chunk of change. But yeah, it's where you can't just like if you have you know a million dollar house, you can't just sell it to them buy a million dollar house. Like you have to market way up. And then I'm I'm sure you pay taxes and stuff when you buy a house too, and then there's land owning taxes. It's, 
is ridiculous. Everything's just a pain in the That's IRS. That's the only reason none of us are buying houses, right? It has nothing to do with the finances or anything. It's just yeah. I mean, I've just got a hundred, <laughs> $500,000 briefcase. On <laughs> oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, it's it's so <laughs> depressing, like looking at paychecks now. Like I don't I don't even look at the full paycheck anymore because it just makes me too sad to see like oh yeah like most of this is gone. Yeah, it's gonna be I I I don't know like I had somebody on the show a couple years ago talking about a global financial reset. This is before the pandemic hit. I definitely felt like that was starting to happen with the you know when they had the extra six hundred dollar check a week or something. Yeah. They're coming out with like another thousand dollar one for I think for gas. Like, sorry, we made gas too high. We're not gonna we're not gonna lower it or charge the gas companies or anything. But here's a thousand dollars. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, it's really a. I remember thinking, you know, someone told me I think it's true. Real gentleman or gentle them or a lady. <laughs> um, they don't talk about how much yeah. money they make. But I, I I think that, I mean, anyone can go through. I thought that I was going to be able to pay off all of my credit cards, pay my rent, and do the whole thing. I was just like, yeah, I'm going to get a real paycheck. You know, I'm getting a real fat check, and I'm going to go on vacation. I'm going to do this whole thing. And then after taxes, I was like, it was might have been more. It was at least 40%, maybe more. Yeah. I'm just like, man. <laughs> When I when I got my job, I did the whole like you put your annual salary into a calculator and you divide it by twelve. You're like, this is how much I'll make a month. And it's like, no, it's not even close to that. It's so much less. Uh, life, weird. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Um, I was a twenty-three or twenty-four-year-old kid. I um, you know, got in a coffee distribution. I remember I got this uh, statement that I was going to get a seven thousand dollar commission check and I was just like holy shit like I felt like you know a 24 year old kid I was like holy shit I'm like I finally I got a real job and uh and then it was 3600 bucks after taxes (laughs) but the feeling of it is is great but then like you said I mean if you look yeah I forget about it I don't know (laughs) I've got friends who are like moving to Washington and stuff because they don't want to deal with the taxes and I mean, I was thinking about, like, as far as a little bit different of a subject, but, like, any sports team that isn't from, like, California or New York has such an advantage. Like, you know, the Raiders being in Vegas now, you can pay someone, like, 20% less, and it still would be the same as, like, paying them in California. Cause, like, that makes your sal- sense. Your salary cap isn't hit as much. Yeah, you know, they got to be, I mean, other companies I even mentioned, it was just, California's got to figure that out. I mean, yeah. that's what it is. I'm trying to figure... I was talking to someone earlier today, you know. I mean, because I know that, you know... I don't know if you're looking to settle down or anything. <laughs> but uh, talk about it on the air. But... Uh, I'm not saying anything that's going to be recorded on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. It's just, you know, buying a place now. I mean, my my place, for example, probably similar to you, unless you probably... I mean, you could potentially own. You look like you could own. <laughs> no. You're poor Jewish, huh? <laughs> just kidding. I don't know. Um, so... <laughs> the guy up to um the yeah so my place you know i'm paying a couple thousand dollars a month for my place and if i were to buy my place even if i had a five hundred thousand dollar briefcase underneath this box and the underneath <laughs> this uh this board right here in, in the box 
I would still, I mean, $1.7 million. That's how much I could buy the place for. I put $500,000 down on the place. I'm still looking at financing $1.2 million. 30-year fixed income or uh, mortgage. Yeah. I mean, my my lease or my mortgage would be three or four times of what I'm paying for rent. Yeah, that's why everyone's leaving California. It's true. I mean, it would be like, it's a crazy number, the more than point seven, but like it would be... I hate you, you ever do the math of you like take your rent multiplied by how long you've lived there and you're like all this money has gone to nothing like it hasn't yeah. gone to like buy you anything yeah <laughs> yeah trying to do I did the math um, when I was in, actually when I got the the rent reduction I was actually you you're you got a new place right yeah yeah, we yeah that's cool that's great yeah so I had gotten a rent reduction nice. and you know, I was thinking about moving out anyways, but then when they gave me the reputation, I was like, fuck, I got this thing. Yeah. And then you I was thinking, like, it's interesting, huh? It's an interesting layout. No, They're rolling dice under downstairs now. There you go. <laughs> I got to figure out how to speak Mandarin and roll dice. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's cool. But I, I did the math, and I'd spent over $300,000 in the past Jesus. five years that I've lived there. What is a steak dinner? I mean... That's, That's insane. A, yeah, it it is, and um, but kind of what I'm going through, and I think most folks out there, and you're in the Bay Area, and maybe beyond, and some other places, is that if I move out and move into a different place, and I, you know, I'll be paying a little bit less for a lot less. Yeah, I was thinking about it like. I could, I was looking at it with some of my fraternity friends, like our old, like, shitty, shitty house in Chico. Nice. It's on sale for, like, 300 grand right now. Do it. Kind of want to do it. Like, yeah, why that's not? something we could all make work together. My, um, Rent I'm, it out and then, like, you know, see if we can go crash, be the cool landlords and crash freshman parties. Probably not, but. 300K. <laughs> I mean, that seems great. My, um, little brother just is getting out of, uh, Chico right now. That's a friend's yeah. out there. Um, that's fun. Well, that makes a lot more sense. I mean, you're a party animal in disguise. Oh, right. Thank you. A little bit. I, a little bit less now. The, <laughs> the whole relationshiping thing will uh, definitely kick that out of you a bit. But uh, I, I, I can still hang from time to time. You've been going steady for a while, huh? Yeah, we're uh, almost three years now on a Tuesday. Whoa, yeah. you remember the anniversary. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's great. Yeah, at least for now. I think once a few more years go by, <laughs> I'll start to forget, but yeah. We also, like, we live together, so it's like I, I there's not a chance to forget. Like, it gets brought up a lot. <laughs> oh, it's, it's crazy. Like, the last few years have gone by so fast just with COVID and everything. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, three years, that it seems like you met right before it right hit. Right before COVID. <laughs> Sounds like a fairy tale. Dude, it, like, it forced... I know people who, like, got married after a year because it was like, you date for a month, and then it's like, you're kind of forced to live with each other with COVID. And then I think there are some people who are like, oh, well, we're never going to be able to date again because you can't meet strangers. And then people were getting married and stuff. is. It's crazy. Yeah, there was actually someone who I, um, an acquaintance who had met in San Francisco when I first moved to the city. And he moved out to uh, New York. 
and you know he had met this i mean he met this girl like right when the pandemic hit and he was going to actually move back to the bay area but they ended up staying with her and it was kind of like you said they'd stayed together for a year they totally fell in love and yeah rode away in the sunset nice yeah so how did you how did you and your your you know how did you guys meet uh dolores park just um that's great through like a mutual friend which uh I I had like a corporate uh, event at a Giants game the night before, and I was like, I was literally puking bile until like noon the day I met, and then I went to Dolores Park at one, and then like met her there. But it was like, if I had one more drink, I would have been there. But worked out well. We were we were like just you know hanging with mutual friends, and then we were like the two fat asses who were like, hey, let's go get burritos. You know, a love from there. <laughs> yeah, burritos. If you have one thing in common, if you have burritos in common, that could be. Yeah, that's a good sign. I was literally just like, like shades on, just feeling dead from puking all day. I was like, I need a burrito or a milkshake or something. Like, it always seemed for me. It's funny that you say that because I, it seems like it's the days where I'm just like I don't even feel like getting out of bed, yeah. and then I somehow do it, and I you know, and I feel sick. The one time, actually, our mutual con- connection, uh, Mugazi. Yeah, yeah, Nate. So, I actually was building a tiki hut at my place uh, the night before this slosh ball thing that we we're going to do. And I was full swing and with the hammer and just destroyed my thumb. It was oh. nasty. It was so bad. But I had said that I was going to go. And so I went. But oh, yeah? my shit was fucked up, and it hit a nerve in my uh, in my thumb. It's been a long time now, um, but there was a point in time where I felt like I wasn't gonna be able to play guitar the same way again. It freaked me out. Yeah, at least it was kickball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yes. they play with a tennis ball. Actually, oh, really? it's slosh ball with a tennis ball. Uh, that's interesting. I, I'm gonna need to to get in on that. I love slosh ball is one of my favorite things. Like, I'm not. I can't. I don't like like going getting drunk at bars anymore just because like I don't want to spend money. <laughs> but like any like beer Olympics or yeah. slosh ball or anything is like absolutely up my alley. That's my favorite stuff to do. It's fun. It's interactive. It's outdoors. Yeah. Uh, the yeah the tennis ball thing is actually pretty pretty cool. Was it with and like a wiffle ball bat or were you kicking it? It was a real bat. Oh damn that. Flies. An aluminum bat. Yeah. So you hold the, so you hit it, and then you like pick up your drink. So or? it's a second base. So it's a cooler on second base. Okay. And I so gotcha. you gotta chug a beer before you advance. Gotcha. What I've uh, another fun way to do is um, if you get a wiffle ball bat and you like cut the nozzle off of it, and you so you like pour a beer into the wiffle ball bat, chug it, give yourself a few turns, and then you have to hit. It's uh, there, there's definitely gonna be a little bit of vomit, but it's it's a fun time. Wow, yeah, I mean that really that the beer and when you're running around like that, it just yeah. yeah, it hits you pretty quick. You ever uh, you ever do like a beer mile? Oh yeah, is that when you you do once a minute or it's no, is uh, that so that that's a um that's a power hour. Beer yeah. mile is like you run a mile and every lap you have to drink a cup of beer. And it's, it's, I mean, I'd say it's more of like a hazing thing than it is fun, but it's, it's fun to do once. They have, they have like national championships for it though. People are running like 430 miles with, you know, just chucking beers. It's awesome. I can see that KSR st- uh, stadium. 
I need to. We need to take more advantage of that place. It's a professional stadium that's just open for public use. I don't know if it's true. It probably is true. It has to be true. Who would make that up? But I, I heard that the Niners played there at one yeah, time. Yeah, they. Wow. I mean, a lot. I think that was like their first thing before a candlestick here. I'm so excited for football season. It's finally back. Yeah, it's interesting. As I um. I do feel that way sometimes, you know, I, you know, I'm a Niners fan. I grew up a Niners fan. It was hard not to be a Niners fan. Um, but yeah, I mean, when the, when the football naturally, when it comes on, I'm like, oh shit. It gives me that warm feeling, you know, yeah. I thought there's something, you know, there's something else going on. Baseball. I do like baseball. I grew up an ace fan. I do like the, um, the Giants. Yeah. So too, um, but it's such a commitment. There's like three or four games a week. Yeah, no, it's it's a lot. I I love the A's right now. is is tough to be. I mean, it's always tough to be an A's fan, but right now especially, it's funny. So I have like a couple of like baseball whatever jokes, but it's like just doing them around San Francisco. You can tell nobody likes baseball anymore, and like or maybe they're just bad jokes, you know. But it's a. Uh, like baseball, when the Giants aren't actively winning World Series, nobody in this city cares about baseball. Yeah, it's uh, we're pretty spoiled here. <laughs> these championship teams. Uh, well, it's like seven championships in like the last ten years yeah. between the sports. It's the Sharks went to a Stanley Cup. Like it's not, it's not bad. It's not bad for a sports city where no one cares. I went to to Chicago and that was like such a culture shock for me. It was like, like downtown absolutely or Wrigleyville absolutely packed for every uh, Cubs game. It was just like these are my people. Yeah, they're hardcore. They will. They'll be that. I mean, Raiders fans are like that too. I felt like. Yeah. I remember uh, a friend of mine. uh, They had season tickets. And I went and they played the the Padres. I'm not the Padres, the Chargers, <laughs> yeah. the San Diego, the formerly Chargers. San Diego Padres. Yeah, Chargers. Chargers yeah, saying it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yeah, so they um, now they're L.A. Huh? Yeah, yeah. So we went there and we're waiting in line, and there's somebody and their mom and someone's grandma. They're wearing Chargers shirts, and these Raider fans were drunk and talking nasty to the grandma and I'm just like I don't want to be here anymore yeah. like There's, I just felt uncomfortable it's crazy there's some like I have a I have a buddy who was thinking about going to a Dodgers game down LA and he's just like yeah like I'll go but I'm not gonna wear my Giants gear like it, you will probably get beat up but if not you know at least a couple of beers thrown on you doesn't it's people are ridiculous about sports for so it's great like there's so people are so diehard for sports where it's like it's not your you're not playing it's not your team every players get changed like every two years it's just like I mean I love the A's and all that but it's like I don't get how people get so hardcore and like pissed off about everything with it yeah yeah it's um yeah, there was uh there was something where was I it was it might have been on someone's story uh, it was somebody that was at uh, the Giants Dodgers game. And I seen it, and yeah, that's a pretty big rival. But uh, yeah, so we're uh, you know getting geared up for the comedy battle. I know you're going to be hosting that at Last Cafe tomorrow. That's going to be fun. Yeah, should be a good time. That is two o'clock tomorrow. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I like going there. I live pretty close to here, though, too. And the food yeah. there is actually fucking amazing. It's, it's actually, solid. I mean, if you're an entertainer, too, I mean, they give you a free sandwich. I remember I did, I did that, and um, I got the uh, turkey bacon avocado sandwich. It might blew have, my mind. Might have to head over there right now, man, if you're, if you're making me hungry. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so we're getting geared up for the uh, comedy battle here. Josh Koski in the box. You're going to be a uh, part of this little um, open mic here, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. I'm going to win this comedy battle. Love it. I mean, that's how it started out. What's funny is um, I think uh, when we started doing that, I think Denise Lee was one of the... one of the, That was one of the first times we did the comedy battle. We had judges here and... Yeah, and Denise had ended up winning, and then she's been surfing the comedy scene ever since. Were you, what was your first open mic? So my first open mic was at Edinburgh Pub, like, maybe a month before COVID started, and then I didn't do any until, uh, like, I don't know exactly when, but you know that period of when it was like, restaurants were open, but only outside? That's yeah. kind of when I started doing it again. My friend um, Vishal, who used to come here all the time, now he's living in New York doing the comedy thing. That's like Vishal, that's right. Kalyana Sundaram. Uh, he's, uh, he, he got me into it. He's, uh, he was like roommates with one of my best friends from uh, high school. So that's kind of how we met. And was, oh, wait, you guys were roommates in high school? No, so oh. my friend in high sorry, my friend in high school who lives in San Francisco now, Vishal was like a random Craigslist roommate of his. And so like I met him and I started oh going to comedy God. stuff with him. And that's kind of why I started to get into it. That is so random and funny. That is great. I um I did the comedy thing here. I mean the joke workshop thing is so great that they have so the first time so it was the first time I actually seen you was at Ozzyanto's I'll never forget it. Uh, <laughs> that was one of the best shows that I'd seen there and now it's called Madame's. Madame Race Car. Madame Race Car, that's right. Dude, that was <laughs> funny though, because so you saw me and then the day after I was at a happy hour with my boss and my boss's boss and we were walking down the street and JW comes up to me like Ramble he's like I, s- I saw you at uh, Asiento last night you had that joke about uh, Waymo cars right I was like oh yeah that's great and then like my boss was just like what, what just happened that's like that was like how I had to tell them that I was doing stand up and stuff well I was wearing the tracksuit too so <laughs> Like, who the fuck is this guy wearing a tracksuit talking about you being a comedian? It's my side gig. is just slinging Yeah, you drugs. look pretty shocked. I remember that, that <laughs> look. I remember it's like... <laughs> well, it was also it was a little bit of like a, like... You know, I had that was my first ever, you know, like, gig or whatever. And I was like, oh, shit, yeah, I'm getting recognized on the sidewalk now. <laughs> I made it. And then two years later, I'm like, I have so not made it at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. I, um... Yeah, I, there was somebody else that same night. Actually, did I? I've definitely probably told you this before, but it's the same night. It was uh, Madame's race car. They're doing outside pre Madame's race car. I'd seen this guy that was wearing a beanie that I thought was you. And his girlfriend, <laughs> I, was, I was like, hey, you know, that was great. That was a great set. And he's like, oh, it wasn't me. <laughs> and I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> But they were like. laughing. <laughs> I always feel a lot better about a 
approaching couples. Um, yeah. For some reason, just like obviously, it's I'm not clear that you're not hitting on someone. Hitting on anyone, yeah. <laughs> just like. <laughs> yeah, very fun. Well, now that Pamtastic is uh, out in Athens, we are holding it down here. And uh, yeah, stay tuned for the comedy battle and at Last Cafe tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'll catch you at uh, Amato's happy hour here in a bit. And uh, we're going to be having some uh, some folks from Patio Cella on the show next week. Really fun. I think you put it together. It's Coachella, but in someone's patio. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Well, we'll catch you next week. Later.
Food is strange. Yeah, I think that's good. Check. Table. Just a smile would light to 